Brink wide left, Martinez to the right, they score! Carlson! Back and forth with Martinez! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Petrangelo scores! Two markers for Petrangelo! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Wallace Millard live inside T-Mobile Arena, Chapman. Back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Wow, uh, what a good one tonight as we get set for the Edmonton Oilers against the Vegas Golden Knights. A lot going on here in Section 104 at T-Mobile Arena. Vegas trying to get back to 500 at 2-2. Two and two. The Edmonton Oilers off to a sensational start, especially compared to a year ago where it looked like they were going to take themselves right out of contention in the early going. But uh, undefeated at 4-0, uh, one team is beat up. The other team is at full strength and has the game's best player flying. So a uh, contradiction of sorts as the Golden Knights uh, attempt to calm things on there. And uh, we'll hear from Pete DeBoer in just a little bit. Uh, he, he was in a great mood this morning. Like When you're going through a tough stretch, and you're obviously not going to outskill the Edmonton Oilers in this game tonight. Uh, I think there's a tendency for everybody to become a little bit tighter. Mm-hmm. He was the exact opposite at City National Arena after they skate. I mean, like Pete's a leader, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he's the coach of this team. You have to kind of get your cues from somebody, especially when Mark Stone, the captain, is not in, in the lineup, is not going to, to go into this game with the team. So uh, Pete loose is a good sign i think for the golden knights and their fans because you need a little bit of that levity and it's nice to see it coming from the top we have some lineup changes for you from the vegas golden knights side of it we'll also chat with the television host of the edmonton Oilers, eugene prince bay who's going to join us here in section 104 uh he's somebody that we go back uh, with a a long time he's been on the vgk insider show uh, before so we'll get an idea of just uh, what the difference uh, is with this edmonton Oilers team compared to a year ago although the status uh quo would be that Connor McDavid's brilliant. He was brilliant then. He's brilliant now. But on the Golden Knights front, uh, Matthias Janmark skated uh, this morning again. Sounds like providing, uh, hedging our bets that uh, maybe something went wonky after the skate today, mm-hmm. that Matthias Janmark will be in. And Alec Martinez has officially been listed as day-to-day, will not skate tonight, which means some tweaks on the back end. Dylan Coughlin will play for the first time as a defenseman, mm-hmm. his second game this year, but yeah. first time as a defenseman. So I'm I'm curious to see what the back end looks like for the Golden Knights. I I do like Dylan Coglin getting into a game. Uh, he's one of those players that I thought had a really good camp for the Golden Knights. Solid preseason. You know that he's an NHL defenseman. He just has to have opportunity. Opportunity is right there for Dylan Coglin. I, I I think it's interesting, kind of the configurations of what we expect the pairs to be, and Nick Hague. If he's paired up with Alex Petrangelo, as we as we expect to happen, we know how good Petrangelo is with young defensemen, and just how adept he is at communicating and making sure that those players maximize their skill set. This is a huge opportunity for Nick Hague. 
Yeah, you've got options uh, there. Some guys don't want to play on their other sides. Uh, some guys don't mind it, but it's uh, it's a fit in every aspect with Hag and Petrangelo. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, the other pairing, Shea Theodore, with Braden McNabb. That stays the same. Your third pairing will feature Zach Whitecloud with Dylan Coughlin. So you uh, get three kids, three veterans uh, tonight. Uh, Hag and Petrangelo can both get up and down the ice mm-hmm. pretty good. And they like to be rangy is what I would title them and classify them. I, I don't think that this is the type of game where you want to get overly aggressive with your back end, mm-hmm. knowing how quickly Edmonton can turn it around. But I still wouldn't say you won't see Petrangelo and Haig below the hash marks in the offensive zone at some point. I mean, I, I think that that's, that's, the, the, that's the recipe for trying to push a little bit of offense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for this team, the fact of the matter is, yes, defensive responsibility has to be there in the back of their minds, but the way that they've been looking to create those chances, create off the rush, you need your defense to be active, and, and you, you just have to be, I think, a bit smarter in your decision-making when you are through the neutral zone in not turning the puck over Yeah, there. that neutral zone is going to be a key area yeah. tonight. Yeah. If you turn it over as many times as you did, or in the positions that they did, yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights uh, against the St. Louis Blues, then, well, you give up three breakaways against the Blues. Can you give possibly give up more, or is it just going to bite you uh, a little bit more? There's a good chance of uh, both those things taking place. So uh, we saw progress, though, from the L.A. game through the bye week to the St. Louis game. This is a real big test, though, to see whether you're – continuing on with building those little blocks into your game yeah i mean this is the the toughest test of the year for the golden knights and in game number four we we understand that every game every time you see a new opponent it's something different but we're talking Connor mcdavid we're talking leon dreisaitl we're talking two guys that were prolific last year and they have picked up right where they left off last year and Connor mcdavid six goals five assists 11 points in four games like it is an assault on offensive production right now for Connor McDavid, it's going to take everything. It's going to take five men on the ice every single time trying their best to get in front of Connor McDavid and not allow him to beat, beat the Golden Knights tonight. In a season-opening victory, Connor McDavid recorded a two-point game. Mm-hmm. That's the worst game of his season. <laughs> yeah. Because he's followed up with 3-3-3. Three, three, and three. Yeah. And the goals are coming. He's added uh, a one-timer to his game. Uh, Believe it or not, he'd uh, only ever scored seven goals in six years off a one-timer before this year. Really? Shot. And he has two already this year. That's That's a fancy stat. Yeah, I know. I did some some real research into it uh, today. uh, Digging around on it. And I don't don't know why he wanted to add the one-timer to his game. when, when it's not part of his game and he's the most skilled player mm-hmm. on the universe, yep. in the universe, yep. then uh, then you know that it's not just a natural talent. I think he wanted to add it because he likes to score goals. Mm. And right. it's fun. It's right. fun to score goals. And I think Connor wants a rocket, and I think he's going to get one this year. But you, you realize how difficult... It is like what's what Stamkos and Ovechkin uh, and the likes do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pacioretty's trying to build it into his game. Uh, it's a difficult. You can, it's timing. It the puck's not always in in the perfect spot. You have to adjust. It's a really difficult part of a hockey player's game. When you're good at it, 
it opens up a lot of things for you. He's done everything else. Mm-hmm. Like some guys are one-dimensional, just one-timers. Boom. Sure. Like Patrick Lining can do it, and he can do it some other things, but he's known for that that shot off the wing. Uh, Connor's done everything else, and now he's just – it's like he's toying with us. Oh, you, you want me to add that too? I'll, I'll add that too. You, it, you, we just got to stop telling Connor what he's not particularly good mm-hmm. at because every time he hears something that he's not good at, he's going to go get good at it. There's uh, there's the challenge tonight then to take away the one-timer. His, his most deadly point with the one-timer is when he's on the power play. Mm-hmm. That's when it comes into play the most. Yeah. Vegas has to stay out of the penalty box because that, uh, that Edmonton power play, it was great last year. It was awesome the year before. In fact, uh, do you consider being the best in the league pretty good? Yeah, it's, that's pretty good. Okay, so they've been number one the last two years. There you go. Nobody's ever, uh, Dave Gosher told me this one, nobody's ever led <laughs> the National Hockey League in power play percentage mm-hmm. three years in a row since wow. they started tracking this thing in the mid-'70s. Not Gretzky's Oilers, not Lemieux's Penguins, not the Islanders with Bossy. Nobody's done it. Yeah. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers trying to be the first time team to ever lead the National Hockey League in power play percentage three straight years, and they're off to a pretty good start. I mean, with McDavid and Dreisaitl, there's no reason they can't do it. And add in Hyman. Yeah. Big, I mean, big difference. You get you get that dimension of Hyman. I mean, listen, this is a team that's just offensively stacked, and, mm-hmm. and they're deeper up front than they've been at any other point in time. Mm-hmm. With, Connor, with Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl in the lineup, the ability to – take those two guys and move them off of a line together and, and just create more matchup uh, just matchup difficulties for other teams. This is a very potent offense for the Edmonton Oilers. Put on your coach's hat. You're not giving Pete DeBoer advice, but oh, I, want, okay. I want to know Good what, to make that what you would prefer. Would you prefer to defend the Oilers uh-huh. with McDavid and Dreisaitl together or apart? In this specific situation right now if, if my team is what Pete DeBoer has yeah. in his locker room right now I want McDavid and Dreisaitl on the ice together at all times. Really? I do because that's one entity when they're on the ice yes they're so good, yes they have a, a common a common mentality when they're on the ice but I don't have to worry about Dreisaitl taking over a game and being his own driver when I'm just focused on, on Connor McDavid. Like when you've got the misfit line, and that's who I'm expecting to play against Connor McDavid, mm-hmm. that leaves a lot, a lot on the shoulders of everyone else to pick up Leon Dreisaitl. I'd much rather than be apart. Mm. Just, just two, two future Hall of Famers together in the prime of their careers on yeah. the ice at the same time. Uh, I'll, I'll take my chances separately. But it's picking your poison. Do you want to die a fast death <laughs> or an instant death? Yeah, there's there's no no well, fast or slow death. Well done it's there. Jeez. Fast death or instant death. Yeah. Uh, when when you're facing those two players when they're on top of their game uh-huh. and they're defending well, and that's been a, a big add to their team. Now, how does Vegas compete? You're missing your top two forwards. Imagine taking Drysaddle and McDavid out of the Oilers lineup. Way different. Looks different. Challenge. Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone will not go again for the Vegas Golden Knights. Alec Martinez is out of the lineup for the the Golden Knights. You're up against it. But you do get another one of those veteran players back because Matthias Janmark returns off the COVID list. Where do you expect him to slot in? There's some indications that he's going to go up with Chandler Stevenson and Nick Waugh. I don't know whether asking somebody to do that after they've been off for a while 
uh, is, is fair. But he, he might start there, and until he runs out of gas, uh, be, be with those pillars. Yeah, I mean, I think my thought process on it is a little bit different. I I don't know that you want to ask that of Matthias Janmark, his first game back, where, coming off of COVID protocol. Uh, I would like to see him on the fourth line. I, I'd like to see him just kind of get his wits about him, get his bearings in a game, and then as he's as he's feeling more comfortable, as he's getting better, maybe as the game wears on, you move him up the lineup. But I, I don't... I don't know that I'd start him there, but I could see him at the end of the game being with Chandler Stevenson and Nick Waugh. Really? I do. I, I can see it happening. I, I never thought of that uh, doing it that way, the yeah. reverse side of it. Yeah. But because they're so challenged to generate goals right now, yeah. that putting them up to begin with and taking that route is, is what I expect them to do. Uh, I've been wrong several times before. I never like to acknowledge it. Krebs goes down? Yeah. Fourth line? Or you just change that bottom six up a little bit. Yeah. We saw some different looks because of uh, the penalty kill, uh, coming off the penalty kill the other night. We, we saw a couple of different looks. But uh, getting Janmark in and getting Janmark in a position to uh, to, to score, because he, he, he does have that ability to jump in and make an impact, uh, I, w- I would I would roll that. Yeah, because, I, I mean, if you go Krebs, Dadinov, and Patrick mm-hmm. as your third line, that can slot Kolasar down with Carrier. Right. I mean, it might it, – like, I can see it working for, for a number of different reasons. Like, I can see a, di- a lot of different configurations. I, Krebs, and Cole, uh, Krebs and Carrier together might add a little bit of a physical element, which yeah. I think was missing the other night. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I like that there's options, mm-hmm. but – I mean, the the end of the day, you got to find some combination that's going to drive offense outside of the misfit line, and that's really where it's going to come down to th- for the Golden Knights. Yes, defending is going to be important. Absolutely, you've got to try to shut down Connor McDavid, but you need more than just Carlson's line generating offense to, to be able to win this game. Confidence in stopping McDavid and Dreisaitl. How much do the Vegas Golden Knights take from the convincing four-game winning streak in that playoff series over Colorado in negating McKinnon and Rantanen, Landeskog in that set? I think that there's something to be drawn from there, but you also had Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone. Hmm. So it's a completely different situation. Different animals. You know what I mean? Like you have two guys, um, one guy really in Mark Stone, who can shut down an entire line by himself. He's that good defensively. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit different here. I think. Do you think the game plan sort of is is similar though? I, I mean, I would imagine so, right? Like you you need to be you need to be connected as as five men on the ice, and you need to make sure that it's everyone doing the right thing and staying on the right side of the puck when McDavid's on the ice. You give him an inch, he's going to take three three uh, three ice skate. Uh, he's going to take three laps to the rink. Mm. Like he's that fast. He's that good. For the Golden Knights, they have to be completely dialed in defensively. They, they have to make sure they're doing that. I, I, an observation here. You were you were tired, uh, low energy at the start mm-hmm. of the show. Yep. Now you're like on fire. Saving that's it, what, buddy. That's what talking hockey. And and with Connor McDavid and, and Leon Dreisaitl mm-hmm. and, uh, coming into this thing, Jesse Pugliarvi against the Golden Knights mm-hmm. who showed signs the other night. 50 minutes. They were they were in that longer, but the game kind of turned uh, at the 50-minute mark. Uh, talking that that progress we we got some zip going now bud yeah no i i save it i save it for like like 
four you, turn to, you flip the switch? Four to six is a yeah. long time, and then six to seven uh, solo. Like, I, I, I conserve all the energy I can until the, the mic goes hot. What's longer? Four to six with me or one hour by yourself? Oh, four to six with you. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's a longer period of time just in general. General. But you're 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 doing half the work. Yeah, but you're an exponent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're. Whatever that means, I'll take it. You know, like when you multiply something by itself. Sure. Why can't you just use that then? Because it's an exponent. Everyone knows what an exponent is. Why can't you just use like multiplication? Like every other person that talks multiplication to me. is an exponent like know, that's what it nobody is nobody ever uses exponent with me uh, uh, so uh, you, buddy. Uh, how exponential is the challenge tonight you use it correctly <laughs> i'm a quick you learner know exactly what it is i'm a quick learner oh boy um robin leonard's gonna go again yeah i that's that's big for the golden knights he's he was fantastic against st louis i expect that he's going to be uh, every bit as good as uh, tonight as he was in that game and you know beyond that like i I'll tell you, I, I look at the the challenge for the Golden Knights. This is a harder matchup than St. Louis because Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are at the top of their game. I, I like, again, uh, the depth outside of, of, of that line. Like, Zach Cassian, Warren Fogle, they've got some chemistry going. Fogle scored a phenomenal goal last night. Yes, it's Arizona. I get it. But that's a pain in the butt line to play against. It, it really is. Um, I... This See, is Cassian a, get the, the penalty at the end and then tossed out and clapping to the referee. I mean, he was like he didn't need to be there anymore. Like it's totally fine. It's, that's exactly what it was. Like, it's like he was okay, done. Yeah, no, I'm good. Like, we're up by four. We we've rolled you. I'm. It, it had all the makings of a veteran. Just I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. No, like I I get to go leave early. Like I'm totally good with that. Um, yeah. I, listen, I I think that this is a huge challenge for the Golden Knights, and it's it's a huge challenge in in a different way because. Against St. Louis, the game was too loose. It was too loose. There were too many breakdowns. There were too many turnovers. You have to clean that up against Edmonton. To me, this is like the perfect process game, right? Like to determine where the Golden Knights are in managing the process and getting better at the process in clamping things down defensively. Mm -hmm. If you can minimize high danger scoring chances against, if you can minimize the amount of turnovers you have in this game against Edmonton, a team that's going to push you, it's going to stretch you, then that gives you a really good idea of where the Golden Knights are in that process. So you want the same game, which was a one-goal game with an empty netter. Ideally, yeah. You want the same game, but tighter. Yeah, it has to be. Mm Mm-hmm. It has to be because as good as Robin Leonard was against St. Louis, three breakaways with two of them being Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl, it's a different story. Ah, Gretzky was never any good on breakaways. McDavid's good on breakaways. Wainer's going to be in the house tonight. Looking forward to uh, that. Just limiting chances in general. Mm -hmm. Not even high danger chances. Chances, yeah. They've, uh, They've surrendered... 31, 47, and 38 shots on goal this year, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm -hmm. I believe last year's high was 39. Right. It's it's something that has to be a main focus for this team. And, and, you know, we talked. That might be product of the lineup, though. Sure. But you and I talked on Wednesday, right, about the importance of how you balance pushing for offense from your blue line. And you, you said that you expected them to be maybe a little bit more aggressive, mm. right? Because you're pushing for that offense. They were. 
and they were. You're, you were absolutely right. <laughs> but, but it, but, it but, came at the expense yeah. of giving up chance after chance after chance. And I think I that— I didn't include that part, though. No, you didn't. I mean, that's totally fine. But the fact of the matter is, for the Golden Knights to navigate this stretch without Mark Stone and without Max Pacioretty, uh, maybe it's adjusting the lens even more. Not trying to win games 3-2, to two, trying to win games 2-1. to one. And, and really trying your best to clamp things down. And I know how difficult that is in today's NHL against a lot of these clubs, but you, you cannot give up your defensive structure trying to push the pace when you're looking for goals. Edmonton plays on back-to-back nights. Mm-hmm. Vegas is coming off one game in the last eight days. It would, it would seem that the Golden Knights should have the legs early on in yeah. this game. And you know what? For Vegas, a team that has scored first in every game that they've played so far this year, thanks, Darren Millard, um, I think... (laughs) It's an easy stat to keep track of. There's only three of them. (laughs) Uh, But no, like, legitimately, I I think if the Golden Knights can score first, they've got to try to jump early, right? Like, you look at the play for Jonathan Marchessault, rings one off the post. It could have been 2-0 Vegas early on in that game against St. Louis. How does that change? Does it change? We'll never know. But if the Golden Knights have opportunities early, especially if Edmonton doesn't really have their legs, you got to capitalize on those chances when you have them. Uh, on the subject of uh, people being loose, Marcheseau was out in the ice for a little pre-optional yep. skate twirl today mm-hmm. in the shorts. Love it. Working out with Misha Donskov, yep. uh, assistant coach. You just don't see that everywhere. Yeah. Where players go out with shorts, no shin pads, no nothing, just shorts and a T-shirt, hockey gloves, and throwing the puck off the net in the crossbar. I'm going to call a, a goal for Jonathan Marsh. Yeah. Night. Yeah, I feel it. Just because he's uh, got that vibe, that it's Vegas the, vibe. The short swagger. Could tonight be one of those signature games, even though it's only game four? Um, With a win, for sure, yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, like, that, 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 yeah. for, the, for the Golden Knights, like, it has to feel like everything's against them right now. The the entire, uh, just the way that they have been decimated by injuries. And it, it's been no position really left untouched. And if you can pull out a win, you could hand the Oilers their first loss of the year. And you can do it um, by a couple of goals, however that comes. If it's 3-1, to one, if it's 4-2, to two, I don't know. But if you're able to find a way and you're able to shut down this juggernaut of, of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, I think there's a lot of confidence to be built from that, and, and it's something that could help the Golden Knights over the next couple of games. Did you just kabuki them with the no positions been untouched by injury? No, I didn't. I hope you didn't. I didn't. Because you're the one that talks about uh, Super jinxes and yeah, superstitions. Yeah, jinxes, jinxes aren't real, Darren. Okay. Well, you're I'm, the you're the one that flat out said they were going to the they were going to the yeah because they went conference to game one. final yeah exactly there you go but I'm not going to mention why I think you may have kabuki them but if it happens I'm going to hold you responsible no 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 okay? I I know okay? you don't have to explain it to me off the no, air I get it oh no I know I'm I'm I I know I'm just not <laughs> going there at all because I don't I don't want to I don't want to push the buttons of the hockey gods yeah. Uh, Chris Chapman, let's uh, bring you in. What's uh, what's your gut feeling about tonight? Well, I think it's going to be an interesting game. It, 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 my gut, though, not good. 
got you're not feeling not feeling good. No, no, I I, I just it's gonna feel, be a fun game. Yeah, I don't feel good about yeah. it at all. You have the well, chili this morning or what? No, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Gas station chili. Uh, no, I, I. It's a really tough ask. Um, down a couple guys, you take Martinez out of the lineup. I think that's a pretty big loss. Um, you know what? What I'm really interested though is to see how Nick Haig plays on that top pairing with Alex Petrangelo because Haig's a guy that that we've seen for going back to year one. He was here in, in development camp, and now he's basically given the keys to the Cadillac. And it's like, all right, Nick, let's see what you could do. So I'm really curious to see how he plays with Petrangelo. I'm hoping he plays with a lot of confidence because I think Alex Petrangelo, based on things that he had said, he's got a lot of confidence in Nick Haig. So that, to me, is going to be one of those things that I'm really, really curious to see how it goes tonight. Uh, Connor McDavid uh, may or may not be involved in our play of the day. That's coming up in just a little bit. Uh, He's in competition with Warren Fogle, if you can believe it. Yeah, I mean, one was better than the other. There's no competition. (laughs) Chapman, did you see the goals? No, 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 I did not. So, so okay, then I, you I, have no idea what well, you're you talking about. You can't say there's no competition. Listen, listen. Anytime Connor McDavid is involved with scoring a, a, a well, a significant goal, yeah. and last night was a significant goal for him, there's no competition. Yeah, the Warren Fogel goal was pretty, but uh, uh, I, I, I would lean towards McDavid. We'll see what the judges uh, finally end up with, uh, because we do have a panel that votes on the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, this is going to be a, a fun, fast game, but it's also going to be a game of uh, tactical uh, employment for the Vegas Golden Knights. You, you will know if it's going well for Vegas by, I think, the speed, whether or not there's rush trading chances, rushes back and forth. If it gets into that kind of situation, that's not good for Vegas. If it turns into a puck possession game, which the Carlson line is certainly very adept at. Uh, if it turns into uh, getting the puck low to high and, and letting your defense control the play, which Vegas is far better at, then it's going to be a Golden Knights advantage. You're absolutely right. For the Golden Knights, you want to try to slow the pace of the game down and you want to get pucks in behind the defense of the Edmonton Oilers and go to work down low. If you can do that and you can sustain that, shift to shift, line to line, mm-hmm. then the Golden Knights have a good shot here. Yeah, I'm not talking a lot of whistles either. Like, mm. don't don't uh, misconstrue uh, a fast game or uh, a puck possession game with uh, a lot of whistles and slow the game down that point. Mm-hmm. It's more just holding on to the puck and being very deliberate with the puck and making sure that uh, you're being smart. If you have to give the puck up, mm-hmm. uh, it's going into uh, different areas. And if you uh, are in control of the puck in the neutral zone, be aware of who's on the ice on the other team. Uh, because that's going to make a big difference in the quick transition. The first two strides of Connor McDavid are lightning fast, and strides three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten puts him out into uh, the other end of the strip. He'll be through the doors. All I can say right now is um, I'm glad that the divisions are back to normal. And I'm Isn't that cool? I'm glad I get to see Connor McDavid play. I Listen. The Golden Knights can absolutely win this game, but Connor McDavid is just an attraction in and of himself. He's that good. Uh, Duncan Keith also plays for the Edmonton Oilers. This is one of those uh, ones where you go, oh, I haven't seen Edmonton in, <laughs> well, since March 9th. <laughs> you realize yeah. the Golden Knights' last game mm-hmm. before the pause, before the world shut down, mm-hmm. was against these Edmonton Oilers. 
and Edmonton uh, lost that game. Vegas pulled it out. Uh, they were hurt. They were beat up then, and and then everything stopped. Yeah. They haven't met since March 9th, 2020. Uh, Edmonton's changed their team over over that span. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Hyman came over from the Toronto Maple Leafs. He, he can play uh, all kinds of different uh, roles for you, but net front presence, and he's he's a great puck retriever. Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi is back with the Edmonton Oilers doing things. Yes, and Jesse Pugliarvi is uh, a guy that was picked fourth overall and has had a, a very interesting career so far in the National Hockey League. But he wakes up today playing on the top line with Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. And Duncan Keith, a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. came over from the Chicago Blackhawks in the offseason. So it's, it's a different-looking Oilers team. You're absolutely right. And, and for me, it's depth. And it's it's that's where the the Oilers got better. They added depth. They added that dimension to their game, and they've already got uh, incredible offensive production from their their two stars. So it, it's a it's a tough matchup for the Golden Knights tonight. But one that, as you mentioned, you you get a win here. You you st- you get right back to 500, which is about what we said this team needs to be in the absence of Patrick and Stone. You start feeling good about your game. Vegas also added depth. Mm-hmm. Nolan Patrick, Jenny Dodonov. It's a big game. Like we're now, we're going on here. Mm-hmm. Big I, game. Let's start generating some chances. Let's y- go. You need you need a couple of other guys to be drivers. Yeah. And and Dodonov was it was described as an engine. It's time to get the engine in motion. I saw him uh, just uh, working out yesterday, doing some some stuff. Mm-hmm. He's just a he's tight. Like just. <laughs> slow to the ground, yeah. square. He just looks so solid. It looks like one of those guys where if you ever just, just brushed up against him, you'd end up on the other side of the hallway. You don't think you could push him down? Me? Push him off balance? Nothing? Uh, no, I don't think so. Catch him by surprise? Um, no. Okay. No, he's And uh, and the other part is mm-hmm. he's quicker, too. So I can't even like push him and then run away. Chapman, could you, uh, could you push Yevgeny... Dodanov off the puck? Absolutely not. Okay, good. No, no. With a curling stone now that you've taken <laughs> up the roaring game? You know what? Maybe I can knock the puck away from him with the curling stone, but I'm not knocking him off the puck. You have less of a chance to knock the uh, puck away from him with a curling stone. What, 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 I'm, what I've noticed about Dodanov is some guys have fun and they goof around in practice. Mm-hmm. Dodanov is not one of those guys. No, he's very serious. He's yeah, a right. very, very serious guy. Like, yeah. he, he seems like the kind of guy I would not want to mess with. Uh, we are going to take a break. When we continue, uh, we will bring in the television host of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, Eugene Principe. We'll stop by. He'll bring us up to date on what the difference is between the Edmonton Oilers of then and the Edmonton Oilers of now. Plus, uh, more from the Vegas Golden Knights with uh, Pete DeBoer stopping by to give us uh, his interpretation of what tonight's like when you're going up against the Edmonton Oilers who have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl going. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Section 104 T-Mobile Arena. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Getting set for the Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights. Game four for the Vegas Golden Knights trying to even the record at 2-2. Two and two, And it's the undefeated Edmonton Oilers rolling into town with a record of 4-0. And, oh, and Connor McDavid is feeling it. Uh, Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace uh, here. And uh, we're pleased to bring in the television host of the Edmonton Oilers, Eugene Principe, who yeah. uh, we, we go way back. Yeah. You've just met Ryan. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, but you feel like you've known him for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, he, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, you're a former tenant of mine. Yes. That's how <laughs> far back we go. Gene yeah. was my he landlord. Was, yeah, he was supposed to stay in the basement, but he took over and he came upstairs. And I, I know, well, there's a number of different stories mm-hmm. that we could pass along. But one that is uh, G-rated was how oftentimes my then-girlfriend uh, and now wife would make pancakes and Darren would help himself, but he would always leave one. I would leave one. Yeah, just to kind of go, well, I didn't eat them all. Yeah. I left one, but I ate nine. Be about like one pancake is is essentially useless. It's, I, I think know. it's a lack of guilt. Yeah. It, yeah. it kind of well, I didn't eat them all. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't that, eat them all, but I, I this, ate almost all. This comes as a surprise to me. That doesn't sound at all like Darren Millard. No, I was. <laughs> if he was really hungry, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he could probably make more. And, and you used to always pin up. I remember on your wall downstairs, you had all your your uh, your uh, passes for all the different events. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you still... I think I left them there, too, when I, <laughs> when I moved out. I think it cost me money, I think, when I sold it. Uh, uh, so you, uh, you've you paid your dues with the Edmonton Oilers yeah. over the years. Uh, what is it like now yeah. watching this group go to action every night? You know what? It's a great question because last night we were in Arizona, and I'm listening to the Coyotes people. Mm-hmm. Could be staff, could be fans, talking to me about their team and how you know they're looking at that first overall pick maybe one or two years in a row and i thought man i feel like this is an out-of-body experience because i've been on that the other side of that conversation uh for well a number of years when the oilers were drafting first overall and it was really weird you guys drafted first overall a couple of times yeah yeah. not necessarily in a row (laughs) um and uh i thought oh yeah right we're on the other side of it now and uh it's strange, but it is, you know, if you're a fan of a team that is rebuilding, it's difficult to be patient. Certainly that was the case in Edmonton. But now um, it is a joy to do what we do. But to have Connor and Leon on a nightly basis as part of your broadcast, as part of your viewing pleasure, is nothing short of sensational. When it comes to Connor, like we, we're seeing the points, right? We're yeah. seeing the start to this season, and, and it's really just an extension from what he did last year. But what are some of the points in, in Connor's game that maybe go underappreciated? Yeah. Well, I, I think his commitment. Um, you know, when you're that unbelievable, people just think it happens naturally and that there isn't a lot of time and effort. And, there, you know, he does have a lot of natural gifts <laughs> that, that God gave him, but he hasn't just sort of, that went okay i've got this and i'm not really going to work at anything to me he's a taller blonder Sidney crosby i mean Sidney crosby who came on and I, I use them because they're the kind of the most recent generational talents you know Sidney wanted to work on something he'd go work on it he'd get really good at it and that's connor connor needs to work you know i know during training camp early into the season a lot of people were talking about his one-timer he doesn't he, he doesn't one-time the puck he just doesn't he's always looking to pass to set up usually leon for the one-timer and he just put it upon himself to say you know what I'm going to work on it and you know he was like a kid who scores his first goal after trying something when he did score on the one-timer and I I think this that his commitment and his drive to win is underappreciated and I think because the team hasn't won as much people don't see it but I'm telling you this guy he would give up every Art Ross every Hart every Ted Lindsay he wants to win a Stanley Cup. You know, he's in his mid-20s. Leon is now, in, you know, in his mid-20s, basically a year apart. And I just think that his leadership is, you know, he may not be the rah-rah guy, but listen, when your best player is your hardest-working player, what's anyone else going to say or do? Mm-hmm. They better follow suit. 
or they're not going to be around very long. Gene Prince-Bay, the television host of the Edmonton Oilers and Rogers Sportsnet with us in Section 104 and the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, along with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. The Oilers are trying to make that leap to playoff success. They were predicted by most people to be the biggest challenger before the season of the Vegas Golden Knights in the Pacific. What allows them to be in that role? How will they be successful by doing that? Yeah, I think that, you know, Ken Holland, uh, when he got here from Detroit, and, uh, you know, um, I think it takes a while, even for a veteran GM and a winning GM, a cup-winning GM, to sort of get plugged in as to exactly what, what the team is like and what the market's like, and then throw in COVID, and you don't get a real assessment playing in an all-Canadian division. Uh, but I believe that uh, Ken in the offseason went, Every year is a cup year when you got Connor and Leon. Mm-hmm. I think that's it, mm-hmm. I, I, period. So I, I think he went and said, okay, I'm going to load up here. What do I need, right? Uh, I need a top six forward. He goes out and pays for Zach Hyman. I need to fill out with depth on the top nine. I'm going to get Warren Fogle. I need a guy who's got a resume that he just drops it on your desk and you know it's fabulous, and that's Duncan Keith. And then he needs a solid defenseman who's very uh defensive oriented he gets cody cc so he just went what's i check 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 now a lot of people thought he didn't get a goalie and they felt like well why didn't he get a goalie but he felt comfortable with the two guys he had and you know that is subject to change we got months to go but uh, it is early mike smith is is injured but something uh small for now um so i i i think ken's like we gotta go for it sometimes in sports you you build and you have some really good years and then you have some years where you're not going to make it. But I think with Connor and Leon, I, I well, you, you look at Montreal waste. did. Yeah, you've got them if they ever got hot. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think his mind. You know, Detroit was built 25 straight years of making the playoffs. You would tinker a bit, and and you would always be good and win some cups. Then they went through their hard times, and I, I just think that he said, "Holy jeez!" And and Ken's not 45; he's closer to 65. Mm-hmm. And I think looks he's kind of like, though. oh, looks good. he looks, looks good. Got lots of energy. Yeah. One of the friendliest guys, as you know, mm-hmm. you'll ever meet in hockey. And, and even though he's got the big title to go with it and the president of hockey operations. So I think he got here, got settled, realized that, you know what, we're going for it every single year uh, for the team's sake. And listen, the fans have been <laughs> nothing short of phenomenal. <laughs> They're the Connor McDavid of fans. I mean, they've, they've, they've paid their money. They've gone to games, uh, game after game, year mm-hmm. after year. Uh, watch the team maybe not make the playoffs and have come back. So I think e- it's easy worth with it. the Connor McDavid of fans because we slay like Kraken here. Squid Game here <laughs> takes on a whole new level. Well, this oh. place, listen, there isn't uh, there isn't a person that doesn't like coming to Vegas for obvious reasons. Uh, but then once you step inside this rink and you see what you know, I remember with the 2018 cup playoffs and it's like well who's going to show up and i've forgotten the band that that sang my kids always uh, they have a bunch of hits oh my god they're from vegas uh, imagine, imagine dragons, dragons. Yeah. yeah imagine yeah. dragons they just kind of show up at center ice to, <laughs> yeah. oh it's just the imagine dragons and here's like all the it's it's a wonderful place and they've had wonderful teams and and then throwing vegas it, i mean it's it's the best stop on the circuit <laughs> by far by far it, I, i'm curious about like what a successful year looks like for the Edmonton Oilers because I, I think this is a team, right? Yeah. That I think you're just waiting to the until the playoffs start, and then yeah. that's when this team's going to be judged. Like, how do you how do you think the room handles it? How do you think Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaitel handle that, knowing that 
playoff success is really that next step that has to be taken by this by this club. Yeah, they're trying to defer because it is 82 games, and you can't you can't sort of be thinking about your first round playoff series in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for sure, I, I mean, I would say anything. Sh- you know, you almost have to make it to the conference final. I think for it to be considered n- not even a full success, but like you're moving forward mm-hmm. here. I think getting to the second round losing. That means you've only won one round. Right. And I, I think with those two guys and what they've put together. So I would say a conference final. I think you need to be in the final four to feel like, okay, we made a big step forward. We've got something going here. What else do we need to do then to, to make it to the final two and potentially win the Stanley Cup? Everybody's thinking like that, but I think it's really important. And Dave Tippett's a veteran coach who's been around a long time. And a, you really got to focus on the game. You know, I always say the next game is the most important game, and it's very cliche, but but so true because if you're thinking about April and you're not worried about October, November, December, you got to be careful that you don't let that, you know, uh, X beside the playoff spot be gone and go, what happened? What was it like using your passport again? Oh, my gosh. I, I, I so did not know how to pack. It took me like two hours, and I still didn't bring everything. It was ridiculous. So I used to pack like this, like just yeah. boom, 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 boom. I packed the, the night before with the idea then I'll go back over it the next day, and I, I still forgot like five things, and it's only like a four-day road trip. It was really strange because, uh, you know, with, with what many of us do, that's just what you do all the time. That's, it's as, as natural as being at home as being on the road. And then you don't do it. I, I think the last road game was March 5th, 2020. The Oilers were uh, so prior to the Canadian division and, yeah. and, and that. And, uh, and obviously they had the bubble, so they didn't go anywhere during the Stanley Cup playoffs slash bubble. Um, so it, it had been a long time. And, uh, you know, I got to say. What did first, you forget? Uh, well, I forgot deodorant. I don't know if you guys can tell. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard you can buy some here. Yeah. So I'm going to buy some. Um, I, I forgot my razor. Okay. Um, I forgot uh, socks, like for working out. Um, I did bring underwear. I think it's clean. <laughs> um, but it was just like, you know, I was like, and you know what's got me thrown off? Because we've got to do these COVID tests too, right? Mm-hmm. Before and on the way back, I have to, I'm flying uh, not with the team because the team is actually staying. They're staying a couple of days in Vegas. Yeah, they're going to just, uh, they're going to spend a couple That's of unusual. days. That's unusual. Nobody yeah. ever does that. Well, who would have think that, eh? <laughs> Uh, they were going to do it in Columbus, but apparently there wasn't a big enough gap there to stay in Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Columbus. Um, Just another yeah. shot at Columbus. Sorry. I actually like Columbus. It's a really nice city. Um, but uh, the time of the year, uh, and so Sunday's the football game. Yeah. Uh, Saturday they're going to golf. They're going to do kind of like a, a Ryder Cup. Oh, good. Yeah, within the team. And, you know, they haven't done this. Like last year while they were together, they really weren't, right? You You couldn't really go uh out for dinners together so it's been like a couple seasons since they really had it and the Oilers have made a lot of changes which we discussed and you know it, it it's what almost every team does at some point in time mm-hmm. a lot of them do it in training camp to kind of uh, kind of get out of the way and then you get into games but the Oilers don't play till Wednesday and then they don't play till Saturday so it's it's really a wide open schedule and they are in Vegas and off to and back to back. It's got a rookie dinner written all oh, over yeah, it. Oh, yeah. It's got lots written all over it. <laughs> it's got lots written all over it. But it is, you can see it on the faces of the players. Uh, Canadian division was fantastic. 
no fans wasn't fantastic for anyone, but you can see they've, they've enjoyed the fact that they're, they're going uh, out of the country, getting to use their passports, and just, again, stepping back into some normalcy. This is what these guys have done, whether it's in junior on the buses, in university, um, into their National Hockey League careers or in the minors, and so they're back doing it, which is to say that, hey, we're getting back to where we once were back in you know February, March of 2020. Uh, Chapman, do you have anything you want to ask Eugene? Uh, trying to bring Chapman there every sure. now and then. I don't let him ask Pete DeBoer questions, but I <laughs> but every now and then I'll add. So that that's tells you where you rank yes. compared to Pete DeBoer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, thanks thanks for the wonderful introduction, Darren. <laughs> I, I guess like just how fun is it to be able to watch two of the. Like, some guys are lucky they get to watch one great player every night, yeah. but you get to watch two of the greatest players on the planet every single night. So I guess just how fun is that? You know what? It is extremely fun. And, you know, as, as a born and raised Edmontonian, when I was 17, 18, I was watching, you know, Wayne and, and Coffey and Anderson and, and, and that whole group, which as a, as a youngster growing up in that city and enjoying those five Stanley Cups in seven years was fantastic. And you kind of think, okay, you know what, I, I used up all my luck for hockey. We, we, it's done. And then here you are 20, 30 years later, and you've got these two kids. And, you know, Leon is kind of – sometimes you feel bad because everything's about Connor, yeah. but Leon is so good. Like, un- unbelievable player. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so it's it, – but but it's it's Connor that's yeah. kind of the, the, the lead. But here's the other thing. Those two guys, you know – I think some people might sort of think on the outside, well, you know, they're going for the same awards mm-hmm. and they're, they're the same age, give, you know, give or take a year, and, but they get along great and, and they, they're, they're wonderful friends. Uh, you can see this year they're having some fun with each other, you know, publicly. Uh, so you can only imagine how much fun they're right. having, you know, behind the scenes. And they realize they're, they're the two guys, right? Like they're, you know, they're the guys that are going to lead this team to wherever they're going. Without them, you know, they can get everybody, but without those two guys, they're, they're not going to go anywhere. And anywhere might be a second round or first round or third round. They want to win cups. They want to win cups. That uh, reminds me of back in the day with you in Winnipeg when we worked together. Yeah, that's right. Like, like, you were the Connor, I was the Leon, and I, it was all about Gene. <laughs> actually, we were kind of like that. We were. We were, yeah, actually. Yeah, I, I, I kind of fell in the uh, the footsteps well, of, uh, of Gene, so it was, uh, it was yeah, a lot Yeah, because I was older and, uh, and had, you know what, it's a great comparison, and there were nights where you, carried the show and you were leading the way and i was just sort of supplementing we had big hair had. too we had, i still have big hair for <laughs> it hasn't hasn't changed much but it's uh you know it, to be to finish the answer it's unbelievable uh to have them you know as guys that you cover dan and dale true true hockey blessing and i'm still leaning on you today <laughs> come on can you come on the show today You're yeah gonna be there no. early? uh thanks eugene yeah no problem anytime enjoy the night boys there's uh, one of canada's top broadcasters and he's the host of the uh, edmonton Oilers on television uh on roger Sportsnet. Uh, eugene principe joins us so we'll take a break come back uh play of the day and more on the vgk insider show on fox sports las vegas this is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. A little glitz inside my, my life. Yeah, I, is that I, scary for you? you don't, it doesn't surprise me at all that if, you, if there are 10 pancakes that are communal for everybody, you would eat nine and leave one just yeah. to say that you didn't eat them all. Like, that doesn't surprise me in in any way, shape, or form. he wouldn't. He wouldn't bring it up. But his other pet peeve was I was just walking any room in the house, 
without announcing myself. Really? Yeah, that wasn't good either. Why he wouldn't like that. <laughs> like any room? <laughs> any room. Oh, my goodness. You have no boundaries, sir. No. None no, whatsoever. No. <laughs> not, not at all. Uh, we are going to continue to tee up this big one for the Vegas Golden Knights, trying to get back to 500 on uh, the uh, NHL season, and they have to go through the games. The best player in Connor McDavid. There's a whole bunch to love about this game. Uh, some nights it's all about the Vegas Golden Knights, but on this one we split our focus uh, with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in attendance. So we'll take a break and come back uh, it's the VGK Insider Show continuing from Section 104 on Fox Sports Las Vegas.